And now all of a sudden you're paying three, four, five times the amount for the same DCD because they're basing their stuff on margin when we're basing our stuff on science. Global shortages are causing farm input costs to skyrocket. A better way to farm shows you how to take control of inputs and maximize profits so you can farm the way you want. Now, from America's heartland, here's your host. Hello, it's Rod here at A Better Way to Farm, where we increase yields and improve profits. We have an exciting episode today. I think you're going to want to listen to this. You may want to archive it and listen to it again. We are very lucky to have the co-presenter with me that we have today, and we've got some information that I think is going to be a moneymaker for the U.S. American corn grower. As you guys know, we spend all of our time here trying to research, read, do field studies, do all the things that we can to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And today I have someone else who shares my passion with that. He's a really good friend of mine. He lives out in Western Iowa. He graduated from Iowa State with a degree in ag systems technology. He also had a minor in agronomy. He's one of the field agronomists with A Better Way to Farm. I'd like to welcome to our call, Mr. Tyler Hall. Well, thanks, Rod. It's fun to be on the other side of this, but I knew that this topic I'm excited to talk about, but one that, you know, off air, we were talking about how it it kind of started to frustrate me and, and kind of brought me back to my roots when I started as a, a co-op agronomist. And I, I felt like I was just selling stuff to sell stuff to make the agronomy manager happy. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. Uh, but I think it's vital as as growers get into the the planting season. I'm sure some of them have already purchased some of this stuff, but at least it'll kind of shed some light onto some research that was just recently released. I want to touch on something you said there. We're going to talk about nitrogen and nitrogen products is where we're headed. But you, I had something happen today. I had a grower call me. He's working with a neighbor of his, wanting to help them get started here with us. And this neighbor had P1 tests of anywhere from 77 to 86, P2s all over 100. And uh, he called me and he said, well, they don't know how much starter they want because they've already applied 150 pounds of DAP. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, it made me, you know, that's somebody selling for the sake of selling. There's, I don't believe that we can justify that under any circumstances on any planet. And so that I think that just drives home that point of, you know, we need to know what we're doing and we need to know why. Why is it that we're applying whatever we're applying? And, And because grandpa did it, or because they're talking about removal rates, you know, with a P1 of 86, you probably need some removal rates, like a lot. Let's dive in here. Tyler, you brought something to our attention that a friend of ours actually pointed out. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about this article, how you found it, and we'll get started with that. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got to get a shout out to Kelly. He's the one that actually brought it to my attention. But we do, Rod, you know this, that at our two-day fundamentals of agronomy programs that we have, we do a a lot of sharing of research and North Dakota state university has done a phenomenal job of research on several different topics. And and honestly, in the nitrogen realm, they've done a few that we share. And I think this is going to be a new one that we'll absolutely share. So the extension office there at NDSU kind of under the tutelage of Dr. Dave Franzen. And I think there was 11 universities in general that kind of came together to to do this study. And it's kind of a long-winded approach. But for anybody that's technology savvy, I, I wanted to share the words so that you could Google it if you wanted to. But the name of it is Performance of Selected Commercially Available Asymbiotic Nitrogen Fixing or N-Fixing Products. 
in the North region. That, that's pretty long winded, but basically what it's talking about is that nowadays, especially there are a lot of products out there that people are making claims on fixing nitrogen so that you can do things in crops that don't fix their own nitrogen, like soybeans, alfalfa that fix their own. You can take these products and now you can all of a sudden start to reduce your nitrogen rate and still maintain or increase yield. Well, one of the things that we've talked about for years is that we know that you can do that by just reducing your nitrogen rate because almost everybody overapplies nitrogen. But that is kind of the, the research article that, that we kind of wanted to talk about today. You know, I would agree with that. And it's one of those things. Nitrogen has been sold out of fear my whole life, my whole life. You know, they came out and they said, how much nitrogen do you want? And the grower kind of kicked the rocks and driveway. I don't know. What do you think? And the salesman and say, well, you don't want to be short on it. You remember old Bob across the road? He was <laughs> short last year, what everybody said about him. And so we want to make sure that we're, you know, not buying nitrogen out of a fear, but that we have a purpose. Everything we yes. do needs purpose. And so I want to, you know, go at it from that standpoint. And I want to be clear. Yeah, there were 11 universities involved in this study. And that's kind of interesting that you get this many people looking at the same thing. <laughs> you know, we're not here. We're not going after any company at all. We There are many good companies out of out there and they're all doing the a lot of good things, trying to figure out how to make things work and bring technology forward to the American farmer. Yeah. And Tyler, I think, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I think that we're going to see some of these products somewhere down the road, maybe none of these that they're talking about, but they'll either tweak these, they'll figure out the correct application rate or style, or they'll come up with something completely different. But I think there, you know, there's always going to be advances. I just think there's been some things here that's been uh, more hype than they have hope, if you will. Yeah, I agree completely. And, and I do want to also preface that, there are products out there already because we promote one that is a nitrogen fixing bacteria for soybeans, but they form a symbiotic relationship. So they need to be there together to work. That's how the system works. And we know that what we're talking about today is asymbiotic, like host bacteria that does not work with like a nitrogen fixing bacteria on corn is something that the corn can grow without a nitrogen fixing bacteria on it. So I just kind of wanted to to make that clear as well, that that it's not like taking a soybean inoculant and inoculating your corn with it. Now, all of a sudden, that's out there. So there are things like azospirillum, azobacter, and clostridium that we've talked about regularly that have been around for years and years and years. And, and some of these companies are taking offshoots of these bacterial strains and kind of, or maybe even creating new bacterial strains or doing something completely different and going out there and promoting, again, less you know, pull back, you know, 40 pounds of nitrogen and, you know, raise the same bushel or raise more because it's a better source of nitrogen. And I just, I feel like the air needs to be cleared a little bit. And this very lengthy article did a fantastic job, especially when you scroll all the way down to the bottom of kind of diving into the results that they had with those products. You know, and I think there's a real, the key there is like you said, is what we're talking about moving back. And I want to compare these products in a little bit to something else that we do. And I do want to say this, there's a line in this study here and it says there's much more marketing information available to corn growers on these products than there is availability of published unbiased data from the North central region. And I want to point out, I don't really believe that you can find unbiased data, no matter who we are, 
we have some kind of a bias on everything. I know, Tyler, in my 30 years of doing this, as you well know, we've ran several hundred test plots. And I, I'd like to think that I did some tests that were completely unbiased. I had someone bring me a product. The theory behind it was rock solid. And I got to be honest, my bias was I wanted it to work because I wanted to be able to sell it. This was way back in the early 2000s. And we ran it three years in a row. It was 20 bucks an acre back then. And we couldn't get a yield response. And we ran it in exactly the same strip looking for maybe there's some beneficial residual or some kind of a deal of where it adds on, you know, year after year and got yep. nothing. I think other than a situation where someone like that is maybe it's, it's even biased, you're biased looking for a good result, but you don't get one. And then, you know, <laughs> that wasn't, you know, you didn't cheat to get where you wanted to go. And I just think that as we look at some of these products and I've seen some things that concern me because some of these products that they're talking about, and I have no intentions of naming them, but, you know, some of these products have come out and they've, they've really been highly confident of what they needed to do. And they've said things like, don't use starter fertilizer, don't put anything in furrow. And Tyler, I believe that foundational agronomy says we're going to put in a good orthophosphate fertilizer and we're going to also put in the micronutrients, which are truly the missing link. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, 100%. I even noticed in the study the the used in furrow rates of a quote-unquote starter that I don't even call a starter. I would never, ever use it. You know, we we call it 1034, uh-oh, you know, and, and they have that listed in there. And to me, that's another thing that drives me nuts is, is that the theory is, okay, so we need that. And then it's, okay, let's go find the cheapest product out there available. And I think that's absolutely wrong. You need to understand the science behind it and then find the quality product that will go in that place. Don't just go out and find the cheapest stuff that you can get in a jug and dump it you know, wherever you need to. With that being said, I, I hated to bring this up, but did you notice that my alma mater, Iowa State University, did not participate in this study? And I, I thought it's interesting, and maybe we don't have to elaborate on it, but I thought it was interesting that they didn't participate knowing some of the affiliation they have with some of these companies that were listed in the study. I am a little concerned. I told you earlier on the phone when I was driving this afternoon, Tyler, my prediction is that we will see uh, Cyclone Land come out with uh, maybe some bias showing. I look for them to give some really good data. I'll be yeah. really startled if they don't. Okay. And we'll see yeah. what happens here with all of that. And that's fine. But, you know, Tyler, we know that there are things that are working with bacteria. We could do a whole nother I have done podcasts on bugs in a jug and, yep. you know, I got thousands of strains of bacteria in here and therefore this is better than goose milk. And, you know, you got all these theories and stuff, but when it comes down to it, what we've got to look at is not what's a theory, but what translates into reality. You know, and I look at, we know the reality is we need an ortho starter in the trench. We know that yep. we know that we need to do a soil test. And we need to put on micronutrients based on what we're needing, not on, well, I don't try this or try that, or my friend used that, this worked and this didn't work. Yep. Those are not good deals. And I see studies that come out of the universities sometimes where, you know, they say, well, this didn't work or that didn't work. As a matter of fact, right now, we're seeing some people talking about the fact that DCD doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about that because we've taken a different approach while we think somewhere down the road, some of these asymbiotic products may be the future they're obviously not working right now but we've seen some people saying okay dcd doesn't work and that's actually talk a little bit about our approach on what we do to help guys 
not have a huge nitrogen bill. Let, let's go with that first, and I'll finish that thought I had. Yeah, and I actually talked with a, a couple growers this morning on that very topic. So I mentioned it earlier is that we have in the, the winter months from December to, to mid-March, we have two-day fundamentals of agronomy. I call them events because they truly are. It's not a you know your typical agronomy meeting that you go to, but what we do is we talk about the science behind why you do the things that you do. And on the nitrogen side specifically, since you brought up that DCD product, that's where we take a look at and, and we we know that nitrogen is important for many different reasons, but everybody's ultimately been over applying, especially if you look at split application. And again, you look at all of the the companies out there, the precision plantings and the backs of the world that are doing their own research on some of that stuff. The split application is by far the most efficient way to spend your dollar on your on your nitrogen. I want to say that the right way. And knowing that we can absolutely run your nitrogen use efficiency down to, you know, even 0.5 pounds of nitrogen per bushel produced. We've got growers that we know that have have done it on far less than that, even, you know, 0.39 to to 0.3 pounds of nitrogen produced. And it's based off of the science behind things. It's addressing limiting factors. And it's not just about, I need more yield. So I put more nitrogen on that. That's not the case necessarily. And going back to the DCD side of it is that there have been some products out in the market. You know, the one that we promote has been around for years, but we use it in enough solution in the soil that it gets the job done. It's an enzyme blocker. So it tells the bacteria, hey, there's there's no nitrogen here to kind of eat on and convert into nitrate, which ultimately leaches. The other stuff in the industry, it doesn't have as much concentration of DCD in it, and they all base it off of a ton. I figured one up the other day, and it's not even a fifth of the amount of DCD that we recommend. And it, yeah, it might be half the price per acre, but if it's a fifth of the solution, you need five times that. And now all of a sudden you're paying three, four, five times the amount for the same DCD because they're basing their stuff on margin when we're basing our stuff on science you know you've, you've triggered a whole bunch of thoughts in there again for <laughs> me and thank you for that but uh, number one i want everybody to understand we're not saying go out here and use three tenths of a pound of nitrogen for a bushel of corn and think you're going to get 300 the first yep. year yep. because for everything we know tyler we're still learning a lot yep. okay a lot of that has to do with what's your organic matter what's your cec What's the health of your soil? There are a bunch of things that go into that. However, would you agree with me? We've been able to go and take common growers. I think of Sam. I think of Mason. Some of these guys, you know, who were at 1.1 to 1.2, and they're down now into that 0.7 pounds of nitrogen for every bushel of corn. They didn't go there straight there. It's a trip. It's a journey. But think about the, the extra money if you can grow a bushel of corn on 0.7 pounds of N as opposed to 1.2. We're talking about a huge savings, huge. Nitrogen has gone down a little bit, but it's still not that far from a dollar. And you're talking about, you know, 50 cents a bushel that you're pulling out of there. That's absolutely huge. That's just with the right practices. That has nothing to do with additional products. Yeah, there are things that we talk about that you would work in a system with, but it has nothing to do with this one silver bullet that you can apply. And now all of a sudden, you know, your world's changed and, and you know, you can increase your yield and, and do all this stuff. 
I tell guys all the time because they say, well, this this one company in particular talks about how we can pull 40 to 50 pounds of nitrogen out of our program. And I say, well, that's fine. But why don't you start by just pulling 40 to 50 pounds of nitrogen out of your program and just try that. See where that gets you. You know, we know there are some things, like I said, split applying, using the right nitrogen stabilizer and all that stuff to get you where you need to go. But, you know, most of the the growers that are at that 1.2, we know that at about a 0.9, even fall applied anhydrous, you can probably still grow a, a pretty decent crop. It's when you start to approach that 0. 0.7, 0. 0.65, that's where you need to be split applying and, and using some of these other stuff. And if you want to go lower than that, then you really need to fine tune things. But to me, that's the biggest thing is that we need to start looking at pulling back on some of this stuff and addressing the limiting nutrients. You brought up micronutrients. So I'm going to give a shout out to the 12 days of nutrients that you'll rerun, you know, go back and listen to those. But, you know, every year you do those. And to me, that's where all this starts. And and I kind of wanted to, I, I don't want to beat this study up too much, but in the 61, they call them site years because it didn't take 61 years or 61 sites. They The way they did it, they replicated it and all that stuff. But 59 of them showed that there was no yield increase. And you mentioned that you've done hundreds of plots over the last 30 plus years that you've been doing this. And what do you say to that, especially as it relates to what we do, what would your business look like if you had 51 of 61 trials, there was no significant yield increase whatsoever? I'd be really skinny. (laughs) (laughs) Really skinny. You know, I I think, Tyler, when you, you talk about that, because I believe that part of efficient use of nitrogen does actually involve the micronutrients. Because I think in the next 10 years, we're going to figure out that a lot of those organisms that are in our soil actually flourish. Dr. Albrecht talked about this back in the 60s, that in the absence of adequate micronutrients, there are many organisms in the soil that absolutely do not flourish. As a matter of fact, they may die off. And I think we're going to start figuring out that we don't just need copper because the plant needs it. We need copper because there's stuff in the soil that needs it, you know. Our soils many years ago had those micronutrients in them, and now we've taken them out, farmed them out. And I think that is part of the reason that we can get into that 0. 0.7, 0. 0.6, 0. 0.5. And then it's a matter of doing it correctly. You know, if you're going to grow with uh, at 0.6 or 0.7 pounds per bushel, you're going to split apply. You're going to put some up front. You're going to come back maybe with a wide drop or some kind of a side dress. Yep. And I'm going to suggest that DCD, I, I see some of these guys, as a matter of fact, some of the people who are named in this study have taken a really hard shot at talking about how DCD doesn't work. And they were telling the truth because they took one of these companies selling DCD at a low ball rate that wasn't sufficient. I use this example, Tyler. If I put one quart of oil in the engine on my tractor, and I run my tractor really, really, really hard for a week, it's going to blow the engine. So then I can run around and tell everybody, hey, oil don't work. Well, it probably would if I wasn't an idiot. If I put enough oil, if I put in the four gallon that it needs, it probably would have worked really well. So (laughs) when we're using DCD, if we're putting on, you know, we know with our product, it takes two quarts to the acre and you can't do it with eight ounces. Right. And so I use that analogy as a thing there, but I think if we're going to put on the micros, I think if we're going to split apply, I think if we'll use a DCD and, and use it correctly, I think we can get down into that 0. 0.7, 0. 0.6. And I think basically everybody can do it. Yes, absolutely. What I'm really hearing you say, Rod, is we have several social media platforms, but TikTok is one of the big ones for you. 
So are, are you going to get on TikTok and, and do a DCD dance? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. For the people um, who get that, that's really funny. If they're not on TikTok, it'll mean nothing. Right. And the answer's no. No, there will be no dance. Okay? Dang it. Um, Dang it. But where... Know, Tyler, just to digress, I... I was, well, I don't hardly ever watch. One time I was watching one of the shows with Simon Cowell on it, and this guy sang, and he was really terrible. And Simon said, Sir, you should never even sing in the shower. Okay. <laughs> and that's my dancing ability. I should never dance. And that was you. That's funny. <laughs> so that's too funny. Um, I, I just talked to one of our growers, really good friend of ours from out in Nebraska this week, and his retailer had come out to rail on him for not buying enough nitrogen. You know, and the retailer was still saying he was using the old everybody knows, mm-hmm. you know, like 1491 when everybody knew the world was flat, that kind of a thing. Yep. And he was using everybody knows that you got to use 1.2 pounds of in. Well, that may be true with fault applied gas. I don't know. We can argue that all day long. But when my friend out there was talking about the fact, you know, they're going to put on 60 pounds up front, they're going to wide drop the rest. And they know good and well that you can do it on 0.7 because they did it last year. Yep. And so they're really looking at, you know, a hard look at how to do it, how to do it correctly. And it's accomplishable if we will do the right things. So that leads me to kind of the the end of this thing. And and, and ultimately what I wanted to, to ask, I, I've kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier in this podcast episode, but where do we go from here? Is, is there a place that we could go to maybe for a couple of days? I'm, I'm throwing you a, a bone here. Uh, where you could learn how to do some of these things the right way and and how to understand why it's important to read labels and do research for yourself and maybe not trust the person, you know, in the fancy truck in the, in the driveway trying to sell you purple grape juice out of a box. Let me give a shameless plug for the fundamentals of agronomy program. I, I, I had a guy, a good friend of ours, Greg, brand new guy just this year, but I really, really like him. And He's a seed dealer up in Illinois, does a great job with that immaculate operation. And, and you know, I talk about the fact that if your micronutrients don't weigh a certain amount, then you need to be looking at what they were. So he had some manganese that he got, was supposed to be just like ours because they're both 6%, right? <laughs> yes. Both six chelated, except that he figured out that his other manganese only weighed about 9.9 pounds to the gallon and ours weighs 11.1. Yep. And so he's very suspicious. He sent it in. Our product, as you know, Tyler, is 100% chelated or protected. His product he purchased was 5.6% chelated. Oh, man. He he learned that at at the program. And I think it's not only what is at the event, and I like that word because it's really not a class. It's really not a training. It is an event. I love that word. But at the Fundamentals of Agronomy event, you're going to get a chance to learn from people who've studied hard and worked really hard. But you also get this opportunity to network with other growers just like you who are out here saying, I'm not going to take the status quo. You know, you realize, Tyler, that status quo, uh, when you translate it from the Greek, actually translates to the mess we are in. Did you know that? And when <laughs> I we do now. Stay, yeah. When you want to stay with the status quo, you want to stay in the mess that you're already in. Nobody wants to do that, not willingly. Yep. Yep. And so they come here and they find all these other people who have said, I'm not content. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. There is a better way to do this. And there you go. So, yeah, I think that two days, as a matter of fact, Tyler, uh, we're going to be meeting up around Des Moines in July and do the first one of the of the year. We'll kick that baby off on uh, July 12th and 13th. And if they're interested, they can reach out to us here 
you know, they can always uh, email us, Rod at a better way to farm, Karen at a better way to farm. They can call 641-919-1206. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Thank you very much for saying that. Absolutely. If you're listening to this and, and you haven't reached out to us, take Rod's advice, reach out to us. There is some information out there that you absolutely need to know. Absolutely, we do. Well, Tyler, I'll close this out. I, listen, man, I, I so appreciate what you do for the team and how you work with the growers. And I know your background and how you came to where you are. And I, I just really appreciate all of your efforts and your your heart for the American farmer. So, guys, big shout out to Tyler. Say thank you to that and to the rest of the team that helps us. And with that said, guys, we're just going to close right out and let you know we always hope you're having a better day. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.